Welcome to episode number three of Industry Matters, powered by the VGM Group. I'm your host, Colin Brecker, and appreciate you joining us again today. In this episode, we had the opportunity to sit down with Maria Markison and Rob Baumhover of the VGM Retail Team to discuss how healthcare retailing is quite different than any other types of retail. We also got into the topic of care tailing and techniques that providers can use to increase their sales without losing the compassionate or empathetic store feeling that patients are seeking when they might be coming into your store. The retailing concept is a huge one and certainly one that we will be diving into deeper as we go along in this series. But first, today's presenting sponsor is Phillips Respironics. Sleeping positions get some funny names sometimes, from the log roller to the shooting star. But thanks to Dreamware from Philips Respironics, CPAP users can pick the position that works for them. And with three cushion options, including the nasal cushion, gel pillows, and the all-new full face, there's a Dreamware option for everyone. You can learn more about this at www.vgm.com forward slash full face. Today's topic of discussion will revolve around the idea of retailing. And our guests today, we have uh, two of them from the VGM retail team, Rob Baumhover and Maria Markison, uh, both with a plethora of expertise when it comes to retailing. Rob is the director of the retail programs with VGM and Associates, and he's also the creator of the VGM retail program, which assists VGM members to diversify their HME business through improved retail operations. Maria comes from the retail world as well as the Director of Operations and Development for VGM Retail Services, and in her position, her responsibilities include managing day-to-day operations within a team and strategizing solutions to internal and member issues. Rob and Maria, thank you for joining us on Industry Matters today. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us, us, Colin. To me, at least, retail can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different providers, depending on where you're located, uh, depending on the patient base that you serve. So, Rob, can you kind of establish, when we say retail, what we mean by retail? Yeah, that's a great question, Colin. Um, to me, it, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's simply introducing, educating, and selling products for cash to your customers. And a lot of times we, we confuse, or, or when we think of retail, folks automatically think of, uh, you know, those big box stores, the, the Walmarts or CVS or Walgreens or, or Best Buy, whatever it might be. But specifically in healthcare, I don't know if you guys coined this term, but I love the term care tailing. Can you explain what you mean by care tailing and how that specifically can speak to our membership of providers and this type of provider community? So we created the term care tailing because a lot of times sales has kind of a bad rap. People don't want to feel in healthcare like they're just selling an item to sell an item. And so we want our team members to sell, um, but we also want them to understand that there's a slight nuance to our selling, meaning we're, our goal here is to help a customer feel better, get better, recover, um, 
improve their health and wellness, or maybe we're working with a caregiver who's trying to help mom or dad have some of the same outcomes I just described. And so we wanted to give our clinicians and other folks in the industry permission and an understanding that this is really a problem-solving exercise. It's not necessarily a selling exercise. And so we decided we needed a term to change the direction of the industry and move everyone forward with the selling versus the opportunity to help, not just sell. Yeah, I like I really like that concept and have you guys have you guys seen it stick? Yeah, so it works really, really well when we um go into our providers showroom floors and we really start to work with them in interactive training where we go in and we pull product from the floor and say, Okay, how would you sell this? But more importantly, there's sort of four techniques that we use to help us care tail. And the first is not necessarily a technique, but it's more of a mindset, which is empathy. So empathy can be taught to some extent, but it really starts during the hiring process, which is bringing on the right team members. The second part of this is really connection. And so connection is about building trust with customers when they first walk in the door. And in retail, that connection has got to happen really fast because you may not necessarily have a lot of time with the customer. But the process starts with connecting or talking about something unrelated to the store or or the selling of an item in your store. So you don't want to make the customer feel like they should open their pocketbook right when they walk in the door. So a lot of people make fun of us when we start talking about this and they call it small talk, but we call it rapport building. And that connects back to our caretailing term. So not only have we created care tailing, but we started to create another subset of words to match the care tailing concept. And that third technique we use is open-ended questions, which is ultimately just a form of listening. It's using questions so the customer can give you detailed information so that we can understand their needs and then go to the final technique, which we call matching, which is honing in the right need of the customer, solving their problem with the exact right product or service that they need to recover, improve, have a better health and wellness experience. And so rather than approaching the interaction with the assumption to just sell them something specific that day that you're trying to move from a product or inventory standpoint, you're really saying, okay, what do you need? And here's your best solution. And because you've built that trust and you've given them the exact thing they need, then they'll come back to you again and you have a long-term customer base. And just to piggyback on that a little bit, Colin, um, in terms of what Maria said, you talked a little bit earlier about big box versus caretailing. And, And the unique piece to me is that competitive advantage for our DME retailers Because big box is truly a transactional um, experience. Um, For the most part, most big box, all they're worried about is selling items and how many items over and over again um, versus what our providers or a DME member provides. And that's truly treating our customers with respect and taking care of them. So being obviously a care tailor is a perfect means 
for for that competitive advantage over the big box. And it's certainly it's certainly a little different than, you know, you don't want patients to come in and feel like they're they're walking into a a used car lot where they're just trying to sling two thousand dollar vehicles to get you down the road. It's a lot more of an intimate one-on-one experience, a service-driven experience that they might be in a vulnerable place or uh, a loved one might be in a vulnerable place. So it, it, it doesn't have to be that mindset of they don't have to feel as if they're coming into a transactional experience. They want to feel like they're coming into a empathetic or caring environment so providers can give them a, a, a healthier day or, or a healthier life for whatever they might be facing. Well, that really goes back to the store environment piece that Rob was just kind of touching on now, which is if you create an environment, and we're not talking unnecessarily just about the physical environment, but what Rob was alluding to was, look, it's an experience for the customer to walk in your store. Yes, your store looks great. Yes, your merchandise. Yes, you're focused on inventory and having the right product in the door. But when that customer walks in and they feel that empathy just right immediately and they feel the rapport, then they automatically say, why would I go to a big box when I just have to figure this all out myself? You're going to actually give me the answers that I need. Yeah, it, it certainly speaks how important that relationship is with patients and to ensure that that the providers are able to stay around. A lot of providers, as we know, we've, we've had a significant reduction in the number of providers across the country. It kind of hovers around the mid 40% range in the past four years as in 40% of providers are gone that were here four years ago. Uh, do you, either of you have a story that you like to tell of a provider that may have said, I don't think retailing is for me, or I don't think that I have the, the, the customer base to do it, and it really, it really isn't for me. But do you guys have a success story that you like to share that you can think of, of a provider that made retail work that may not have thought they could have? Well, we've got countless examples of folks that have done two different things, Colin. One is they've said, look, we're just going to open a separate cash store. But more often than not, the, the success comes from figuring out what your core So who are the patients or customers that you're serving now? Let's say that you have a really strong CPAP business, for example. There are a certain set of products that every patient or customer who needs that product line needs in addition to the part that is third-party reimbursed. You know, in this case, it might be tubing. Um, it might be a so clean to keep you safe and healthy and your mask clean. These are all things that people need but aren't covered. And so a lot of times what happens is the patient or the customer will come in your store and they'll be wandering or, you know, they'll be wandering your store to find something and then they go to Walmart because you don't necessarily have all of the companion or incremental product that goes with it. So a lot of people have significant success by saying, look, I have 200 people coming in per month. I'm going to sell 100 of them a SoClean or tubing or anything else that goes with the CPAP mask setup experience. And they incrementally grow their business and they start to see the value and they say, oh, Here's $5,000 of extra money. It's instant cash flow. I didn't have to be reversed. And all of a sudden, my cash flow starts to look better. And then they're able to really start to put in the infrastructure 
to grow what I will call a real business where they're generating, you know, much, much more than $5,000 a month of profit or bottom line, bottom line income. Maria, you talked about providers being able to incrementally introduce these retail items and, and these practices into their business. One thing that you guys are doing is the VGM uh, brick-by-brick retail workshops. Can you fill our listeners in on, on what those workshops can provide them, and, and is it a good starting point for them to look at, or, or where can they get some more information about these workshops or, or some tips and techniques to introduce retail into their business? The workshops are a great way to really dig into the details of retail. They're highly interactive. Um, everybody who attends gets to take home an event workbook that they work through um, in small groups with tips and tricks and information that they can actually use once they leave. So a lot of times you may go to a workshop or an education event and you may um, not actually go home and do something about it. But this is designed to give you actual work to do when you go back. Um, our industry leader, leading vendor partners from Bionic, Compass, Theraferm, and Contour uh, will lead small group sessions deep diving into the topics. And then there's a lot of time to network with other attendees to grow and learn. So it's designed for people to be able to interact as opposed to hearing from us in a lecture form experience so that they can learn what worked, what didn't. We've got um, nine sessions left this year. Um, we've got Philadelphia uh, next week, in fact, on April 17th, and many more locations and events to follow. Yeah, and if a, if a provider is looking at um, where those locations are, you can go to um, www.vgmretailservices.com. Um, to find more information, um, you can also go um, on there to register. Um, for VGM members, um, the cost is only $50, and that's per location. So you can bring as many attendees for that amount. Um, for non-VGM members, um, the cost is $75. And all that information, again, is on the VGM Retail Services website. And our vendor partners are offering a product credit as well. So once you dig in and you start to see what the great product offerings are and what they can do for your business, you've got a good incentive to jump off and get started. Excellent. Well, Rob and Maria, I would really like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to sit down and and talk with our listeners a little bit more about retail. and again, anybody that's interested, be happy to go look at the VGM Retail uh, website to learn more about the brick-by-brick workshops and how you can start implementing those products and, and practices into your business. Rob and Maria, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Thanks Colin. for having us, Colin. Thanks again to Rob and Maria of the VGM Retail team for joining me this week. Uh, it's always great to sit down with them and talk retail and, and also how retailing can evolve depending on what provider type you are, where you might be. Uh, So it's always great to sit down with them. And as I mentioned before, it's a very big concept and topic that we will be diving into deeper as the series progresses. Join us next week when we sit down with Dan Fedor and Rhonda Burmester of the VGM reimbursement team to talk about the latest and greatest with reimbursements as it's usually on the top of providers' minds. There's a lot of great information to be shared, 
uh, from those two with their extensive background. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast. We are on Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Play, and soon to be accessible on VGM.com. And we'd also like your feedback on the show. If you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you really enjoyed or would like to learn more about or a new idea or topic, we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. Uh, we want to know what you think and and what topics that we can bring you and would be helpful to your business. You can send that in a message on our VGM.com website. Uh, just go to VGM.com and click on the Contact Us page and would really love to have that feedback. That will wrap it up here for this week's episode of Industry Matters. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.